Good morning and welcome to Life Insurance HQ, the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jason Miracle. Today is June 15th, 2022. And I thought we'd spend a little time talking about split dollar and life insurance and what it is and what it does and how it works. But before we get started, any tax advice contained in this podcast is not intended to be used for the purpose of avoiding penalties under the Internal Revenue Code, promoting marketing, or recommending to another party any transaction or matter addressed herein. Basically, if you're interested in this stuff, talk to your CPA, your attorney, give us a call. We can help you one-on-one. So Split Dollar has been around since 1964. It's part of the Internal Revenue Code. And there are a number of applications uh, from a business perspective, as well as from an estate planning perspective. As to not bore you with all the details, um, the information we're going to talk about is uh, going to be on policies that were issued after September 17th, 2003. There were uh, some different revenue rulings and final split dollar regulations that occurred just prior to that. And it changed how different policies are treated inside of a split dollar arrangement. And so essentially what it did is the final regs created what we, you know, two tax regimes uh, moving forward, essentially an economic benefit uh, regime and a loan regime. And depending on how you structure your specific split dollar arrangement will be specific to certain factors and result in different taxation. So let's talk about the economic benefit regime to start out with. Under economic benefit split dollar arrangements, an employer or an individual is going to advance the premiums and endorse or assign certain rights to an employee or an irrevocable life insurance trust. If an Irrevocable license insurance trust is the policy owner. The trust is going to receive gifts for the economic benefit each year. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. If a corporate entity advances you as an employee or your trust the premium, you will need to recognize the economic benefit on the net death benefit amount annually as income. However, an employee can also make premium payments equal to the annual term cost and avoid paying income tax. So you're probably asking yourself, well, what is economic benefit? Now, anytime you are receiving a death benefit that is being paid for somewhere else, such as a business is allowing an employee to have death benefit on themselves, they're going to need to pay what's called an economic benefit on the net death benefit. So if we've got a million dollar policy and 200,000 of cash value, they're going to owe economic benefit on the $800,000. And the way you're going to determine what that is, is you're going to look at the IRS issued table 2001 rates. And you'll look up your age and they're gonna give you a multiplier and that's going to determine what your economic benefit cost is. And then you're gonna be paying taxes on that amount. 
generally speaking, uh, the economic benefit is relatively low. However, it does grow over time as you get older. And essentially by paying the economic benefit, what it does is it keeps the death benefit um, as being income tax-free. And so under an economic benefit regime split dollar arrangement, you're basically paying for the right on an annual basis to have that death benefit that's being paid by your employer. Now let's talk about the second regime, uh, which is uh, the loan regime. Now loan regime split dollar is a little bit different than economic benefit in that the loan regime allows an individual or company to loan the premium to an individual or trust. And the individual or trust in return agrees to repay the loan at a future date using cash values or other funds or using life insurance, death benefit proceeds from the life insurance policy. The balance of the loan is gonna be equal to the premium pay, premiums paid and the individual or trust can pay the loan interest on an annual basis or let it accrue over time. And when we accrue interest, it just gets added to the outstanding loan balance. The loan interest is going to be based on a fair market rate or the applicable federal rate under IRC 7872. And so, um, you can't arbitrarily assign a 0.1% interest to your loan. You can look up the applicable federal rate and depending on the length, short-term, mid-term, or long-term of the loan, and perhaps which rate you want to lock in for the longest period of time is going to be the one you choose. Um, unlike economic benefits, split dollar plans, interest on the loan arrangement is based on cumulative premium pay, premiums paid instead of the pure economic benefit of the death benefit. And so under economic, under economic benefit, the repayment to the non-owner of the policy is going to be the greater of premiums paid or the policy cash values. And is from a taxation perspective under economic benefit, gifts and income tax values are based on the economic benefit. I'm sorry, economic value of the death benefit. Under loan regime, you're going to have to repay the cumulative premiums paid, including any interest that was accrued. Gift and income tax values are based on the annual loan interest. So then under... Uh, economic benefit and loan regime split dollar, we have some different types of arrangements. We have an endorsement and collateral assignment split do dollars. Um, and depending on what you're interested in accomplishing is going to ultimately determine what we use. So endorsement split dollar um, is typically used when a company owns a policy on you and endorses some or all the death benefit to you or your trust. The most common use of endorsement split dollar is typically for business planning and it's an effective way for an employer to provide protection for themselves or a key executive. Uh, it can also be set up to provide potentially supplemental retirement income. 
and can be used as a part of a non-qualified deferred compensation program to essentially create a golden handcuff scenario for highly valued employees. Because life insurance can be such a tax official vehicle, um, it does make sense to consider it uh, to fund deferred compensation for employees to receive during retirement. Um, and under, under a endorsement split dollar arrangement, the participant is going to contribute the cost, the term cost of the death benefit as a survivor benefit. And the company, the company can offset this by oftentimes just making a, a bonus at the end of the year for the annual term cost as additional compensation of the participant. And endorsement split dollar is going to be most beneficial as an executive benefit. The cost is limited to the economic benefit. So it's an easy way for an employee to have inexpensive insurance and the potential for supplemental retirement income. And a company can use it to provide key man protection on an employee or an owner. Um, and you can also even use it when uh, considering establishing a buy-sell agreement. Uh, and finally, endorsement split dollar allows for cost recovery uh, from death benefit proceeds. Now, collateral assignment split dollar is typically used for individuals or companies when a trust owns the life insurance policy. So the life insurance policy is either an individual policy or survivorship. And the owner of the policy, which is typically the trust, is going to pledge cash value death benefit to repay the premiums advanced by the non-owner of the policy. Again, it could be an individual, it could be a business. Now, they're usually set up, again, between an individual and a trust, uh, but an individual's company can advance the premiums using corporate dollars. The policy is then collaterally assigned to the individual or company who's advancing the premiums as security for repayment of premiums. Now, some of the benefits of collateral assignment split dollar is it's typically used for estate planning and it could help provide estate liquidity while minimizing gift tax and the use of an individual's lifetime exemption. So, and since economic benefit rates can be so low, it, it really minimizes those gifts. And so instead of making outright gifts of premium, you can advance premiums and not use up any portion of your lifetime exemption or your uh, annual gifting capacity for purposes of paying premiums. Now, the downside is obviously that those, those advanced premiums are going to have to be paid at some point via the death benefit. So those will that, that value will be included in the estate. However, the net death benefit will pass and transfer to beneficiaries um, in that scenario in a uh, without being subject to income or state taxes. So, and there are a few different types of split dollar plans that use economic, uh, I'm sorry, use the economic benefit regime. Um, there are four primary designs that you can utilize. One's private non-equity collateral assignment between a family member and a trust. You can have corporate non-equity collateral assignment between a company an employee and employee or trust. You have endorsement split dollar where the company owns the policy and provides benefits to the employee, or you have what we call private switch dollar. 
Now, we're going to talk a little bit about each of these. We're not going to go into too much detail, but if you want to learn more, you can visit us at miracleco.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-L-E-C-O.com. And just do a search for Split Dollar, and you should be able to find slides and blog posts on each of these. So let's talk about private non-equity split dollar. It's the most often used for individuals who are interested in funding significant life insurance need, who want to minimize gift tax and use and the use of their lifetime exemption to purchase coverage inside of an irrevocable trust. Under a private non-equity collateral assignment split dollar arrangement, the individual advances premiums to their islet. The islet makes premium payments to the insurance company. The individual gifts makes individual the individual makes gifts of the economic benefit to the islet based on the net death benefit. And at death, the islet receives the proceeds from the policy, and the individual's estate receives the greater of the policy's cash value or the premiums paid, whichever is greater. In a lot of cases, it's just going to be uh, premiums paid. So that's private non-equity collateral assignment split dollar. Corporate non-equity collateral assignment split dollar works best for individuals who want to minimize gift tax and use of their lifetime exemption to pay premiums from their company. So unlike private non-equity collateral assignment split dollar, the company pays the premiums, not the individual. And under this arrangement, the company is going to fund the premiums to the islet. And the islet, again, is going to make premium payments to the life insurance company. The individual is going to make a gift of the economic benefit to the islet. And at death, the islet will receive the death benefit and reimburse the company for premiums paid. Heirs will receive the balance of trust of whatever uh, net death benefit ends up in the trust. So then we have endorsement split dollar, which is an arrangement where the company owns a policy on an employee. And this provides benefits for the employee's family or, and or funds the cost to replace an employee. With endorsement split dollar, the company owns the policy and makes premium payments on a policy in insuring an employee. And the employer is going to endorse a portion or all the death benefit to the employee. And how, whatever that endorsed amount is, the employee is going to owe taxes on the economic benefit that's received. And in some situations, the employer will retain a portion of the death benefit as a key man policy. At death, the employer is going to receive reimbursement for the premiums, and the employee's named beneficiaries will receive the assigned death benefit at the employee's death. So a little bit, a little bit different. Now we've got split dollar plans using loan different loan regimes. Okay. And so when we do a loan arrangement split dollar. Um, it can make more sense in low interest rates environment. So an individual would lend the premium to their irrevocable trust or a company would lend it to an individual and the irrevocable trust would make the premium payments to the insurance company, just like we did under uh, equity split dollar. And the individual is going to make gifts of loan interest to their islet, typically based on the AFR rate. And the individual is going to have the option to accrue the loan interest over time, which means it's going to get added to the outstanding loan balance. Uh, 
the loan will continue to grow each year anytime a premium payment is made or if interest is being accrued. And at death, the irrevocable trust is going to receive the death benefit from the life insurance company. And the islet is then going to pay off whatever the outstanding loan balance is to the insured estate, leaving the net proceeds within the islet. So those are some of the different designs of split dollar life insurance. They, you know, split dollar really can be ideal for companies looking to provide additional benefits to keep key employees. It can be beneficial for families who have a desire to minimize gift taxes and the use of their lifetime exemption for estate tax purposes to acquire pretty large life insurance policy. Uh, You know, anytime you're considering split dollar life insurance, we're going to want to look at the current interest rate environment. We're going to want to look at your age. Is it an individual policy? Is it a survivorship policy? It's important to work with an attorney to draft the agreement and an insurance advisor who understands the different types of policies and arrangements. If you have any questions on split dollar life insurance, you can email us at lihq at miracleco.com. Again, that's lihq at miracleco.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we will look forward to speaking with you next week. Have a great day.